Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. The Fantasy Football Insider on WPXI Now. Brought to you by Cal U. Hi, I'm Albie Oxenrider, and welcome to WPXI Now. This is the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U. And all that, and I haven't even said who's on the other end of this Zoom call, it's Chris Carter, our fantasy football expert. And he is ready, willing, and more than able to tell you who's hot and who's not starting with a couple very hot quarterbacks, Chris. And a lot of – two very young quarterbacks, Albie. Two guys that really lit it up. Justin Herbert, our first-round draft pick from this past year from, uh, from Oregon, put on the numbers for the Chargers. 347 passing yards, three passing touchdowns, no interceptions, and 66 yards on the ground with a rushing touchdown. He's really figuring himself out for the Chargers. Albie, they're starting to be a conversation in the NFL. Who's the more successful rookie quarterback, him or Joe Burrow. That's going to be a really interesting conversation as the year goes along, even though both teams are not competing for a playoff spot right now. But the other young quarterback is last year's first overall pick. That's Kyler Murray, who went ballistic on the Seattle Seahawks and pulling off the upset and beating one of the last unbeaten teams in the NFL. Kyler Murray throwing 366 yards, three passing touchdowns, one interception, rushing for 67 more, and another touchdown. Another great night for him. Only thing holding him back from passing up Justin Herbert was that one interception he threw. But ultimately, these are two young quarterbacks that are very exciting. All right. couple other guys that are real hot. Uh, running backs. Absolutely. James Robinson went ballistic. 119 yards and a rushing touchdown along with another receiving touchdown. Four catches for 18 yards. Albie, you wouldn't know this. No one really even knows this unless they're paying attention. But James Robinson right now has the second most fantasy points of any running back in PPR leagues. The only running back ahead of him is Alvin Kamara. He, that means even if, if you're doing a league with points per reception, the only guy ahead of him is Alvin Kamara. He's even ahead of Derrick Henry, who's had a beast of a year and uh, has done extremely well. He leads the NFL in rushing yards. So big night for James Robinson. He's made himself an every-game starter. Another guy that, that propped up really well, though, an old, an old friend of yours, Todd Gurley. Everyone remembers the big years when he was the number one pick in, in all fantasy drafts. Well, guess what? He had 66 yards on the ground, two touchdowns, one of which he kind of didn't want to do. But still, they count good for you as a fantasy owner. That was great. Two catches for 19 yards. Gurley and Robinson really putting on for their teams down south. All right. One of the best performances I could imagine by a wide receiver. A- absolutely. And that's Tyler Lockett. They targeted, Russell Wilson targeted him 20 times, got him 15 catches for 200 receiving yards, Albie, and three touchdowns. I say who's hot and who's not. He's not just hot. He's on fire. And that's Tyler Lockett right now. The Seahawks, uh, DK Metcalf took a step back, but Lockett really stepped up for them against the Cardinals. Another receiver that stepped up going to the NFC South, DJ Moore. For the Panthers, caught five, uh, caught four of his five targets for 93 yards and two touchdowns. Teddy Bridgewater continuing to look good. DJ Moore helping him do so. All right. Uh, what else we got? We got the tight ends, of course. Harrison Bryant really filling in at the tight end position for uh, for uh, Austin Hooper, who, who left for the Browns. He had, an, he had an injury. Four 
catches on five targets, 66 yards, and two touchdowns. David Njoku also had a touchdown at the tight end position. As long as Austin Hooper's hurt, see about these guys in waiver wire. We'll get to that in a second. And, of course, Rob Gronkowski back in action for the Buccaneers. Five catches on eight targets, 62 yards, and a touchdown. Yeah, he's looking good again. All right. Who's not hot? Josh Allen, surprisingly, the guy who's been a really good starting quarterback in fantasy and in real football, struggled against the Jets. 30, 30 completions on 43 attempts, 307 passing yards, only 61 yards on the ground. No touchdowns for Josh Allen. That was disappointing. And Drew Locke for the Broncos just continues to look abysmal this season. Only 24 completions for 254 yards, no touchdowns, and two interceptions. He did get a, a touchdown on the ground, but just really rough for the quarterback position at the, uh, for these two young guys. And uh, not alone this week. Right, not alone at all. There's other running backs as well. Devin Singletary from the, from the Bills also had a rough day against the Jets. You'd think that the Bills would have done a lot better against a team as horrible as the Jets. Eight carries, 29 yards, no touchdowns from him. Josh Jacobs, this was the surprise, Albie. You thought that he might get going for the, Buc- for, for, for the Raiders against the Buccaneers, but only 17 yards on the ground, 14 yards through the air. Really bad day for a guy who was a first-round draft pick for a lot of people. Really alarming stuff there. At receiver, Albie, more two big-name guys. Stephon Diggs, part of those bills that didn't put up enough points. Only six catches for 48 yards. They targeted him 11 times. Josh Allen tried to give him the ball, but you couldn't score against the Jets. What's going on there? And also sticking with the, with the, with the quarterback that, that struggled with the Broncos, his receiver, Jerry Judy, a guy that was really highly talented out of Alabama coming into this season. Only two catches for 20 yards. No touchdowns. That's rough. And so, I mean, you're seeing a lot of times there, two teams really struggling in games they should have shown out. And the Broncos were playing the Kansas City Chiefs. Now, granted, there was snow in that game, and it was, it was a harsh environment. But they needed to be able to show up a little bit more than that against a firepower offense like the Chiefs. That's discouraging for them. The Bills, we really need to see what's going on here. They suffered a tough loss to Tennessee. They almost lost this game to the, to, to the Jets. They only won 18-10. to 10. I'd start to get a little worried if I'm, if I'm owners of some Bills players because they were lighting it up early in the season. Now they've hit a wall, and we'll see how Sean McDermott can get these guys to recover. Last but not least, Albie, we've got to talk about the tight ends who didn't get it done this week. Robert Tanyan for the Packers, a guy who we've touted a lot of times on this show, only two catches for 32 yards. Now, granted, he was only targeted twice, and part of that was because the, um, the, uh, the Packers were whooping up on the Texans, and I guess they didn't really need to sling the ball too much. But Devontae Adams – just hogged all the targets and that might be a worrisome for people who own Robert Tanyan and went and got him to help at the tight end position but Noah Fant also first round draft pick the guy that the Broncos drafted with the Steelers draft pick when they traded for Devin Bush Albie only three catches for 38 yards on seven targets it's rough he is not being the relief for Drew Locke that they picked him to be so those are my guys that are not hot right now and uh, guys that you might want to try to avoid moving forward until they, they heat back up. All right. That's who's hot and who's not coming up. We're going to look at the waiver wire, as Chris mentioned. Who should you start this week? And uh, all kinds of other good stuff. We're just getting started. It's the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U, Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. And we are all right back after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider, brought to you by Cal U. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. This is WPXI Now. And uh, Chris, big, big part of any week is uh, when you have to uh, look up and down the waiver wire, who you might be able to get to add to your roster. 
Well, two guys that are coming off strong performances at the quarterback position, Kyle Allen for the Washington football team. Only 15 completions, but went for 194 yards and two, and two passing touchdowns. Maybe there's hope for him. I mean, it was the Cowboys, so don't put too much hope into that. But there's a really good sign that you're looking at, 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 a, at a young guy working into the system more, and, and he can get to the ball to Terry McLaurin. Just get the ball to that guy. He's still extremely, extremely athletic. Maybe throw it to Antonio Gibson out of the back, though, but good signs from him. The other surprise this week that should be considered on the waiver wire, check it, because he might have been dropped by people who were tired of him, is Baker Mayfield. 22 of 28, 297 yards, five passing touchdowns, Albie. Put up some serious numbers. Now, granted, it was the Bengals, so don't get too happy. But if you're hurting at quarterback position, he might be a good number two option to stash on your bench for a rainy day. Yeah, that's a, that's a pretty impressive day. Uh, Bengals or no Bengals, that's a big day for a quarterback. All right, continue, please. You've got the running backs here. And i got two guys here because of injury concerns that you might want to pick up this week. Carlos Hyde. Chris Carson suffered, suffered an ankle injury for the Seahawks. We don't know when he's going to be back. They're already missing Rashad Penny. This was why Pete Carroll went and got Carlos Hyde for this type of moment. Now, granted, I might not start him this week because he's up against the Niners and they're one of the best defenses against running backs in fantasy football. But stashing Carlos Hyde in your bench for Chris Carson in case he, he's hurt for the future may be a good move and a good long play because the, the Seahawks do like to use their running backs on occasion. Similar note here for a team getting ready to face the Steelers. The Baltimore Ravens, Mark Ingram, even with a bye week, might not be able to go this week. The word is out of Baltimore is that Gus Edwards, not J.K. Dobbins, but Gus Edwards might get the start at running back. If he does, he's good, got a stash. I wouldn't play him this week, of course, against the Steelers. But both of these guys, both Carlos Hyde, Gus Edwards, they're people that I, that I would go to and say, hey, I'm going to stash you down, down on my bench, kind of pick, put you on the roster, let you keep working there because you need these guys down the, down the line. You're going to have those rainy days where you're going to need that third running back to step up in the flex position, and those guys absolutely do that. All right, uh, let's continue now with the, someone you, you must add to your roster for the week. Yeah, we got wide receivers here. Brandon Ayuk went off for the Niners on, on, over, over the weekend, seven catches on eight targets for 115 yards. I can foresee some really big gains for the, for, for the, for the rookie there. Guess what, Albie? They're going up against the Seahawks next. You're going to hear about him in my start and sit column for sure because that's where, it's, that's where he's going to be making plays. And a familiar name to some Eagles fans out there, Nelson Aguilar for the Las Vegas Raiders. Five catches, 107 yards, and a touchdown. Really good performance out of him. He's really fitting in with Derek Carr, and he's become the big play wide receiver that they needed in this offense. I'd be keeping my eye on Aguilar moving forward. And then, of course, I talked about this, these guys earlier in, in, in the show, but Harrison Bryant, David Njoku, with Austin Hooper hurt, you want to bet, bet on them on either one of those being a number two tight end for you. Just put them, in, put them on your bench. You might want them this week. You might want them next week. But both of those guys got touchdown passes from Baker Mayfield this, this week. I can see that the Browns trying to replicate that formula because they haven't really found any formula that necessarily works too much in the passing game. If working it to the tight ends is, becomes a thing for them, you want to pay off on it, get either of those guys. Then, of course, we give you another option at tight end because two from the same team seems like cheating, Albie. I'm going to go with Logan Thomas here from the Washington football team. Four catches, four targets, 60, 60 receiving yards, and a touchdown. 
Really good showing out of him. He was Kyle Allen's guy there. So that's the thing. We're looking at the waiver wire here, Albie. We're looking at guys trying to help you survive the injury bugs because, Albie, the injury bug is real, and it's active right now. Um, and, you know, one question about the players that you might want to add to your roster. How do you know that these performances are just performances because of a matchup in the last game or maybe somebody got hot? It's the ultimate in taking a gamble. You're taking a, a gamble, are you not, on somebody who you think might be able to plug in and help you in the following week. That's the thing, Albie. You're always looking at who did they match up against. Like, for example, I'm noting to you right now that Baker Mayfield put up those numbers against the Bengals. Don't count on that every time. Same thing with, uh, with, uh, um, uh, same thing, same thing with, with Kyle Allen. You know, that was the Cowboys. The Cowboys defense has been atrocious this year. You can't trust it. So uh, you look at those and you take that with a grain of salt. But again, the waiver wire is where you, where you grab someone that's either red hot that you never heard of before, or you grab someone like, hey, you know what? They may be able to help me down the line because my bench is hurting or this guy's hurt and I got to replace somebody with a good player. So yeah, some of this is, some of this is just about the matchup, Albie, but a lot of this is because we say, hey, here's potential here in the NFL. It's a what-have-you-done-for-me-lately league. It's a ride-the-hot-hand league. You're going to see that all from a lot of teams, especially when they're t- when, even when they're struggling teams like the, like the Washington football team, like the Cleveland Browns. You'll want to see them perform, and you want to see that hot hand continue to go. All right. We are back with more of the Fantasy Football Insider right after this. We're brought to you by CalU. That is Chris and me and everybody else as we bring you uh, the, the best in fantasy football every week. We're right back after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. I'm Albie Oxenrider with Chris Carter. We're brought to you by CalU. Chris, who are you thinking of for the Steelers this week? Well, this week it's a big week the the Ravens defense is very much below average it is for in a lot of categories they have a lot of talent this year Albie but they haven't figured it all out in the middle of their team so that's why I'm going to tell you for Ben Roethlisberger yes he only had th- he had three interceptions only had two touchdowns in this game that was frustrating and he threw three interceptions in the second half those numbers brought his numbers down he didn't have a whole bunch of yards but don't be discouraged by that he, he still knows this offense. He's still going to be coordinated in it. And he's going up against the Ravens, who he's been waiting to play for quite some time, and he knows very well. He's had some of his best games ever against the Ravens. I would fully expect Ben Roethlisberger to bounce back really strong for the Steelers, put up some good numbers. They're probably going to need it. They're going up against Lamar Jackson. I think that, I think that he's going to want to prove He's like, hey, I've already beaten one AFC North quarterback that's won the Heisman Trophy. Time to beat another in Lamar Jackson. Ben Roethlisberger, bank on it. I think he's putting up numbers this week. Who else you like him from the Steelers? James Conner is I'm – I'm starting to call him Mr. Consistency because he's at least getting you the points that you need to survive. When you look at James Conner's numbers, 80 yards in the ground, 29 through the air, even when he doesn't get in the end zone, he's still finding ways to contribute to the team. The Steelers are using him in a lot of different ways, and he's been healthy for the most part this season. 300-yard rushing performances, four games with touchdowns, Gotta love the young man out of pit doing his thing. He's he's putting up the numbers. And as a running back, you gotta start him every week right now until you prove him different. And against the Ravens, they don't have the best run defense this year. I think he could put up an even bigger numbers against them. 
But also, Albie, got to look out for Benny Snell. Another goal line rushing touchdown for him. He's becoming, if you're one of those 16-team uh, leagues that you got there where you're extremely deep and every week you're like, who do I start? I have way too many. There's way too many people out there. I have Benny Snell being a good third running back or a flex option there to foot to foot in there. Hey, he might not get you a whole bunch of yards, but that one touchdown could do you a lot better than trying to start another backup running back somewhere that might only get one or two carries like Anthony McFarland, who right now you should keep on the bench. The Steelers are trying to work the ball to him, but he's not going to get a lot of scoring opportunities and you don't want to just keep gambling on him uh, until he finally hits a home run, uh, you know, as far as a run. So stay away from him. Benny Snell, though, a good bet in the deep league. Stay away from him in most leagues where, you, where you're, where you're, you're going to have a better option at running back. You'll have more starters available to you to build your roster. But James Conner, the best of the running backs still, and someone that even though you might not think of him as one of the best running backs in the NFL, he is one of the most consistent right now, and you should start him every chance you get. All right. Other names to consider this week. You got wide receivers. Deontay Johnson is back. Two touchdowns, 80 yards receiving. Yes, he got injured late in the game, but we have all the word from Mike Tomlin that he is good to go, and they are expecting him to play this weekend. That's huge for the Steelers. He's going to be needed to test this, this Ravens secondary because, remember, the, the, those, those cornerbacks, they're the vaunted part of the Ravens defense. We'll, we'll see how vaunted they are when Deontay Johnson's creating separation against them and who he gets matched up with. Marlon Humphrey last year matched up specifically with Juju Smith-Schuster. If he goes up against Marcus Peters, I think that's a really good matchup for Deontay Johnson, getting his, his, getting his, uh, um, his, his targets in and getting some cool matchups with him. And with that separation, he could catch Marcus Peters napping. Juju Smith-Schuster, still a priority at the wide receiver position. Got the most targets in the game. Got 85 yards. Led the team in receiving. Even though he didn't get a touchdown, he's still a guy that Ben wants to get the ball to because he knows he's a playmaker and he's going to be a playmaker. So definitely keep those two guys starting. Now, Albie, everybody knows Chase Claypool didn't put up any numbers in this past game. He actually hurt you if you started him this past week because he had less than a point. But that doesn't mean that you should give up on him. This is how the Steelers work. They're, they're, they're trying to keep the offense even spread. They're not trying to force the ball to one guy every week. There might be a week where, you, where it might go to James Washington or might go to Juju or might go to Johnson or might go to Claypool, but that's the, th- the whole thing. It's not, it's not about who the Steelers are trying to force the ball to. It's about what the defense is trying to take away. And the, and the Titans, they had, a, they had a lot of slower cornerbacks. They were just trying to take away the deep ball with Chase Claypool. With, with the Ravens, they've got more athletic cornerbacks. I can see Chase Claypool getting more one-on-one opportunities and Ben Roethlisberger letting it fly. And Claypool, this could be a really big showing for him if he starts beating up on those Raven cornerbacks that everyone talks about in the NFL so much. Um, and, yeah, and as you went down the list of Steelers and, and, and guys to look for this week, I'm reminded of the depth they have at wide receiver. Uh, for, for what it's worth, it seems that you, you can not go wrong with any of those. Yeah, seriously. I mean, you, go, you, you put on any one of those on, any one of those guys could pop off at any point in time for you. Uh, and James Washington can even produce for you on occasion. He's probably the fourth option that you want there. Another guy for deep leagues. But Claypool, uh, uh, Johnson, Juju, all guys that I would consider starting every week. Just look at your matchup, see what, see what happens there, and say, hey, I'm ready to roll the dice. I'm going to go with these guys. Now for the tight end position, Albie, Eric Ebron getting worked into the game a little bit more, had some decent numbers in, the, in this game. Around. Even Vance McDonald got a few catches in this game. So I like what the Steelers are doing. They're going to keep even spreading the ball out, makes it tough to judge 
who's going to be the star of every game, but keeping one on your roster and, and occasionally playing them when you see a good matchup like this week with, uh, this week with the Ravens, I think there's going to be some good chances of that. All right. Thank you, Chris. And we are back with our final thoughts, our final segment, as we look ahead to week number eight, eight technically. Uh, so, yeah, we're approaching that halfway mark. Steelers, it is their seventh game coming up. All right, back with more of the Fantasy Football Insider brought to you by Cal U right after this. Welcome back to the Fantasy Football Insider. If it seems like I'm gaining energy as the show goes on, uh, that's true uh, for a variety of reasons. But the biggest reason is the fact that it's time to figure out, with advice from Chris, on who do you start and who do you sit. Take it away, Chris. Yeah. Two quarterbacks here that a lot of people probably wouldn't think to start every week, but Teddy Bridgewater, got to do it. Thursday night football, he, they're hosting the Atlanta Falcons, who are the absolute worst defense at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy football. Get steady Teddy. He's going to be doing his thing on Thursday night. And also, got to go with Jimmy Garoppolo. I know I've, I've told you to not start Jimmy Garoppolo a lot of times, but they're up against the Seattle Seahawks, who have been abysmal on defense. They're, they're the next worst team right after the Falcons at stopping quarterbacks in fantasy football. Both of these guys, two moderate quarterbacks that are kind of, you know, more of a balanced and more of a balanced attack. I'd expect both of these guys to put up some decent numbers for you if you needed a replacement quarterback or you just don't have any quarterback that you trust on your roster usually. All right, uh, let's continue. We're talking about starting and sitting for week number eight. Week number eight running backs here. Kareem Hunt you know, he's been up and down some weeks, but against the Raiders, they're 30th against running backs. For the, for the Browns, this is going to be huge. They're going to need to get that ground game established. Baker Mayfield did have a hot week last week, but you do not want him to have to keep having to do that for you. This is a team built by succeeding on the ground. Get Kareem Hunt in here now. Also, I'd say get ready for, for a, a Nick Chubb return soon. Chubb could be back in the next couple weeks or so, so this might be the last chance for you to use Kareem Hunt at least as a, as a guaranteed starter. He's still a decent RB, two when he's not the starter because they will work him in. But this week against the Raiders, absolutely start him. I know it's, he might have, he might make you, make you feel down with some of the weeks that he's had, especially against the Steelers, but not this week against the Raiders. Moving on, Jonathan Taylor, rookie running back out of Wisconsin. At Detroit, Troy, Detroit 29th against running backs. The Lions are having a hard time stopping people on the ground. And Jonathan Taylor is a bad Man, I expect him to get some really good yards behind that offensive line. Sure, they're on the road, but the Colts should be coming off the bobby, and they're going to have put some punishment on these lines. Uh, a quick question before we continue. Uh, how much do weather conditions, and do you peek at the forecast, how much do weather conditions affect who you might play and who you might sit, and do you ever peek at the forecast, in addition to all the other numbers that you're devouring every week, do you ever look at what the weather might be for a particular game? Only in situations like the Chiefs-Broncos game. Like, I, I benched a couple players uh, when I saw it. There was a snowstorm coming for that Broncos game. I was like, mm, I don't like I don't like that. And we saw it. Patrick Mahomes didn't that put up big, big numbers for them. So, yeah, I'll be, I do consider it, but only in the most dire of situations. If it's just a rainy day, I still put on because some, day, some days the rainy day works for the offense because then the defense can't get their footing or they're – or, 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 you know, the, a certain team doesn't play as well in the rain. But there's times where the Steelers have played very well in the rain. So there's times I would absolutely start them regardless of the weather. 
Okay, continue. I just needed to inter interject with a question there. Totally understand right there. Going to the wide receiver position. I brought him up earlier. Brandon Ayo, the rookie, the rookie receiver for the Niners. He's my guy that I think Jimmy Garoppolo is going to throw to a lot when they play the Seahawks this weekend. Seahawks, they're the second worst against quarterbacks, the absolute worst at stopping receivers in fantasy. Big night, big night or a big day for Brandon Ayuk coming up. And I brought this guy up as well, Nelson Aguilar. He's up against the Browns. I was talking about, hey, maybe you should consider Kareem Hunt against the Raiders. You should absolutely consider Aguilar against the Browns. Yes, Aguilar used to drop a lot of passes for the Eagles. But right now, the Browns are 30th in the league at stopping wide receivers in fantasy. I'm going with Nelson Aguilar. Put him in your flex, your wide receiver three or wide receiver two spot. I think he's in for a big week following up his big week from last time. All right. Another question as we continue. Uh, do, do these names come screaming out to you on who you should start and who do you sit? Or, or, or is it a difficult decision to make in some cases? Um, sometimes it's difficult. Some guys are guys that I'm like, oh, oh, yeah, I'm starting him every week. But there's some guys I always look at the matchups. Who's, who's, who's defense is struggling week to week? And we got two more here at the tight end position. Ian Thomas. Going up against the Falcons, Ian Thomas for the for the Panthers, of course. The Falcons, one of the they're the worst against quarterbacks. They're the worst against tight ends. I think that this is going to be a week where Teddy Bridgewater works at the Ian Thomas. Also, Johnny Smith for the Titans. Steelers shut him down last week, but that doesn't mean you shouldn't abandon him. He's going to have a huge day against the Bengals, who are thirty first against tight ends. And speaking of de of defenses, two defenses I would absolutely start. Got the Carolina Panthers at the Falcons. They're gonna, they're gonna. I think they're gonna be able to run the Falcons out of town. And the Buccaneers, who are who have been going ballistic on defense, they get to play the Giants. Ooh, they're gonna beat up on those guys. All right, we got about sixty seconds left. Sixty seconds rush here. Who am I sitting? Let's just run right through it, Albie. To attack of Iloa, making his first ever start in the NFL. Guess what? It's Aaron Donald, H2P. You're not going up against him. Bench Tua in his first ever game. Matt Ryan against the Panthers. I already told you, you ain't doing the Panthers. Carlos Hyde, I said, hey, pick him up, but he's against the Niners. They're the best against running backs. Don't do it. Gus Edwards, J.K. Dobbins, they, yeah, they might start for Mark Ingram, but that's the Steelers' defense. Stay away. Run away. That's crazy. Devontae Parker, he's with the Dolphins. Like I said, he's going up against Jalen Ramsey and the Rams. Absolutely not. Traquan Smith, Marquez Callaway for the Saints, they're going up against the Bears. Nope, that defense is too tough. T.J. Hawkins at a tight end and Tyler Higby and all the Rams. Hawkins and going against the, the Colts. They're the best against tight ends. The Rams going against the Dolphins. Second bets. Absolutely not. Defense side bench, Ravens and the Broncos. Both of those offenses are charged up. Bravo. I'll take a breath for you. Thanks, Chris Carter. I'm Albie Oxenrider. And good luck to your teams as we go into week eight. And that's our fantasy football insider this week brought to you by Cal U. See you next time.